0: What's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam.
1: Welcome to a new episode of Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. I'm Jeremy.
0: And my name is Pam. And today we have a brand new, I don't think this is a game. I think this is just a new kind of uh series we're going to be doing. Yeah. We're going to get to that in a couple seconds, minutes, whatever, but we have some business to talk about first. Yes, we do. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, I'm sorry. Did, did that sound salty? Did I sound like I wasn't happy? Did I sound like I wasn't super enthusiastic to talk about uh, whatever it is you have to uh, talk I'm about?
0: S- I'm sorry. Weird. Um, Weird.
1: <laughs> my, my poker face is doing me wrong
0: yeah so last week we had our fantasy draft our annual our third annual one and uh we tallied the results now i'm gonna preface something Mm -hmm. i tallied the results i went and looked at we did two posts on facebook two on twitter and two on instagram and i counted yes i'm crazy i went there and counted all the votes Making sure that if someone voted twice, let's say, for example, twice on Twitter, I only counted one of their votes. I was not duplicating these. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to be fair.
1: I appreciate that you were being fair and, you know, counting correctly.
0: Well, some people may try to skew the votes in their favor, Uh and I did not do that. (laughs) Proof is I did not win last year. That's my
1: proof. (laughs) Okay.
0: Um, okay, so I am going to read the results, which I texted to Jeremy earlier with like my crazy sheet of tally marks. Mm-hmm. Okay, coming in last place.
1: We'll say fourth place. How about fourth that? Fourth
0: place. Dear to my heart is Rob.
1: Oh, but Rob. in
0: Rob's defense, he had no notice that he was doing this episode. He did us a favor. Uh, Rob, sh- do I do I tell people the amount of, t- of votes? Nah,
1: now nah, we no. Just, Rob came in fourth place, did great, I will say, had an excellent I will, draft.
0: I will say, third, third and fourth were very close, and first and second were very close. Yeah. So it wasn't a runaway by any means. Okay, coming in third place, we have Nelson.
1: Nice job, Nelson.
0: Yay, Nelson! Coming in second place.
1: <laughs> As if you couldn't tell.
0: Might be the person who's salty right now.
1: Did I say salty? I don't think I ever said salty. You said salty.
0: I'm saying salty. You're 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 a little salty right now. <laughs> <laughs> is Jeremy? And yes, I know this sounds shady because I tally the votes mm-hmm. and I did mm-hmm. tell Jeremy go ahead and tally them yourself. I have nothing to hide. Your girl won. Thanks yes. for voting. Yes. Um, I I'm I don't think sober is the reason I won. I just think I had a solid list, but you had. Such a strong list of singles. Mm-hmm. Like the singles you chose were the ones that I would have put on my list had they not been taken. Yeah. And like you you and I, like, I won't tell people what the results were, but like Jeremy and I were very close with yeah. our results. Again, I told him, feel free to go check if you don't believe me. <laughs> he does believe me.
1: I do believe you and I trust you, so there's no Thanks. reason for me to go and hire an auditing firm or anything. <laughs>
0: Um, But anyway, thank you guys for listening and thank you for voting. We really appreciate it. We appreciate people being interactive. And we're actually going to be back probably, I don't know, maybe December-ish, we're going to guesstimate, with a suggestion that one of our followers gave us um, on Twitter. Her name's Kelly. Uh, Great name. Um, I think that's her name. Um, And she told us, hey, you guys should do a Kelly Oki." Fantasy draft, yeah. So with the stuff from the the uh, talk show, that is anyone's game because you have so much music to work with.
1: Yeah, I mean you're going to have over 550 songs, and and by December, I mean probably even closer to 600 songs to choose from. I mean it's going to be ridiculous.
0: Yeah, so we're going to do that. Um Closer to the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, so stick around for that. And we're very excited. But anyway, so that was that. Thank you for everyone who participated and listened in our fantasy draft. We might thanks have
1: to. Vo- you know, sorry. I, 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 yeah. Well, yeah I, 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 <laughs> not where I was going with that. But I'm just sort of thinking out loud here and, and, and you know, sort of brainstorming as we go. But I mean, we may have to have more than just two guests on for the Kelly fantasy draft. You might have to add people. Maybe definitely one possibly two additional people just because there is so much to choose from. So I don't know.
0: I mean, we have two people pseudo confirmed. Mm-hmm. Hey, if anyone listening there, if you have, we're, we're trying to get like a lot of new people on. We're mm-hmm. not going to, if you've been on the podcast, we'll gladly have you back, but we're also really trying to get people who have not been on. So if you're really interested in being on here and especially Kelly fantasy draft specifically, uh, feel free to email us miss into podcast at com and let us know and we will definitely add you to our outreach list and um, we'll let you know when we're prepping for that and see what you you know if you're available for the date we have scheduled so
1: in the meantime congratulations on your win Pam
0: oh my god you're not even making eye contact with <laughs> me <laughs> thank you
1: it's I I just I thought I had it in the bag I just I walked away from that I honestly
0: I thought you did too
1: I just thought mic drop I got this I (sighs)
0: think I think having I I was looking at a lot of the comments and like sober and maybe were two of the big ones and also people with like with same with with like with like blessed I think it was literally two or three songs in particular Mm -hmm. not as a whole for me where I think your whole was a lot stronger yeah if that makes any sense
1: Yep. Innuendos aside, I think that, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> it, oh my God. Yeah, it was Missing defi- a podcast that dark. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> I think you're right. So we'll have to see how it all shakes out uh, when we do this again next year. And uh, like Pam said, stay tuned for a special edition Kelly Oakey, uh fantasy draft that's coming up here uh, in just a couple of months. In the meantime, again, thank you, everybody, for voting and for listening to the episode. We do appreciate it. Uh, You guys make that one of the more fun episodes that we do every year, uh, and we're looking forward to getting back at it again. But in the meantime, we've got business to take care of for this episode. Pam, I'm going to need you to go ahead and explain our episode today.
0: I don't know what we're calling it yet. We'll figure it out. Um, (laughs) Let me explain the situation. So I did not come up with this. I think you did, Jeremy. I did. It was in our topic ideas and it was definitely not mine. So I think <laughs> I'm think i going to give you credit for this. Okay. So if you have been listening to the podcast for a while, especially in the beginning, you may have heard us do our song battle series, mm-hmm. which we, we tried out and we retired.
1: Yeah. It was just I, okay.
0: It was okay. I always won. <laughs> I'm just saying, but we were just like, you know what? Let's just it's like comparing apples and oranges. That's how I look at it. So yeah. we're going to do a new similar kind of series, and you're going to be going on this journey with us because we don't know if it's going to work. Um In my eyes, this is going to be like a high school debate team kind of episode where <laughs> we have in advance, um, we had a website where we put in all of Kelly's albums, including Kelly and we had it do like a random name generator. And... It picked two albums for us, one for Jeremy and one for me. And without any prep, we are going to debate these albums. So Jeremy is going to debate when Christmas comes around. Yep. I'm going to debate Thankful. And we're going to try to debate to see which album is better. And you guys are going to decide... Who had the better arguments?
1: I love it. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> I don't
0: know how and, this is going to work.
1: Yeah, this is we're flying by the seat of our pants on this one. Uh, This is either going to crash and burn or it's going to be an incredibly entertaining episode. <laughs> and I can assure you, Pam even went so far as to make sure that I could see her screen when she had the selections made. We have had these selections made mere minutes, seconds before we started recording the podcast. So we have had. Zero time whatsoever to research our arguments. Uh, we're going purely off of the top of our head of what we know about these albums.
0: You know what's interesting? I just, I mean, okay, excluding Kelly Oake, if we're going to talk about full-length albums, mm-hmm. I have the first one and you have the most recent. That's yeah. an interesting point.
1: Yeah, I have the most recent uh, full-length album, yeah.
0: And I have the first one, okay.
1: Just happens to be a Christmas album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wah, wah.
0: wah, wah. Well, it's better. You get the Christmas album than me. I would. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So what we're going to do is Pam and I are going to argue our case for who has the better album. We're going to see who is going to be able to make the better case that their album is better than the other. Get it. And then we're going to I mean, should we leave it up to the audience to vote or should we just sort of leave it out there?
0: I mean, I think the audience should vote, but I think the audience should not just vote for which album they just like better. Yeah, that should be that should be a component. But I really also think people should take into consideration our arguments.
1: Yes. So you're not going to be voting for your favorite between the two just by your personal opinion. You're actually going to need to take into account the arguments that we make and vote that way. So we'll see how this all goes.
0: Yes. Yes. We're going to just have fun with this.
1: Okay. All right. So, Pam, I would say that everything is on the table. If you want to make arguments about popular singles, people who wrote on the album, people who uh, guested on the album, anything goes, you can use to make your argument. Okay. So let's hear your opening statements about we'll, we'll do this like a like, a, like a, a debate slash a court case. OK, so,
0: I want to I, I want to I wanna frame this not as like a presidential debate, but as a high school de- debate team. I think that's fine. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. But at the same time, like we should do like some opening arguments so sure. you can speak for a little bit to talk about your album. Um, Then I'll speak a little bit about my album and then we can do I, I mean, again. I don't want to do like an actual like trial where we have to like cross examine each other be like oh yeah you're lying yeah <laughs> show me that on, up. <laughs> show me on the cd where this song wronged you yeah um yeah so you know we we're, we want to make our arguments but let's let each other have the floor first to make an opening statement and pam i yield the floor to you
0: thanks <laughs> <laughs> okay i am here today to state that thankful by kelly clarkson is superior to When Christmas Comes Around by Kelly Clarkson. I think Thankful is probably one of the most iconic debut albums from a pop singer in history. Now, hear me out. It was the first album that came out of American Idol. That the brand new show became a huge cultural phenomenon for the last two decades. This was the first album that ever came out of that show, and it proved that Kelly was not only a singer that was going to be lasting for a while, but that, that the show is here to last because this album has a lot of huge billboard chart success. Bam. I don't know if that was good. Okay.
1: (laughs) All right. Well said. Thanks. All right. I'm here to argue that when Christmas comes around is the superior album to Kelly Clarkson's thankful, uh, I'm going to show you that this album shows some incredible growth by a very versatile singer. And she decides to do what very, very few people have ever attempted, and that is to make a very emotionally heavy Christmas album. This was a big risk to go out there and say, I'm not going to sing about Santa and the reindeers exclusively. I'm going to sing about them, but I'm also going to be talking about some heavy stuff like the fact that I'm now newly single and I don't have somebody in my life and I've been going through a tough time and yet make it Christmas. So this was an incredibly tough task for her to do. And then on top of it, it has some of her most impressive vocal performances of her career. And that's why you're going to know for without a doubt that when Christmas comes around, is a superior album to
0: thankful. It's so funny. It's like vote for this 2022. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So in terms of thankful, in terms of the songs, the singles, I know Mm -hmm. it's a little hard because the Christmas album didn't have a ton of singles. Don't, don't
1: worry. I don't want to hear you bashing my like lack of singles on here. (laughs) I just, you make your case. I'll, I'll have my arguments. Don't worry.
0: Okay. So, Thankful had some insanely strong singles, including Miss Independent, which was co-written by someone, a pop star, who was still big to this day, but massive in the 2000s, especially the early 2000s, Christina Aguilera. So, Christina and Kelly on a track together, writing. It's pop perfection. And it was such a smart debut single choice. Now, another single that was maybe not as commercially successful was The Trouble With Love Is, but it still did so well because it was in a really popular, one of the most popular Christmas movies of the 21st century, Love Actually. So, but to have those, as well as A Moment Like This, which was the debut single from, technically, was it a single from Thankful? No. No. Was it an American Idol single that happened to be on the Thankful album? Yes. So I'm going to consider it a single here. A Moment Like This was the first American Idol song that ever came out. So that alone is pop culture history. It's a fantastic song. But also, A Moment Like This broke some records on Billboard. It broke the Hot 100 chart, going from number 52, I think, to number 1, beating out a Beatles record. So that alone, for a debut album to have all the successes, is a huge win in my book. And I think is a great representation of what a amazing debut album should be.
1: All right. So if we're going to talk about singles, I mean, yes, my album, When Christmas Comes Around, is a little shallow, we'll say, in singles. Uh, the main primary single from the album was Christmas Isn't Canceled, Just You. And it was a fun, flirty, kind of sassy song for the holidays. Not your usual up-tempo, happy, jolly kind of a Christmas song. It kind of has a little bit of attitude to it, which, you know what, these days I think a lot of people can actually appreciate. Plus, it also maybe wasn't necessarily in a movie and a very successful Christmas movie at that, but it did get used in a lot of holiday advertising And was used in several different commercials. So I'm going to count that as a bit of a win when it comes to being used in other media outside of the actual album. Plus, it's just a fun, cute song. Now, when we're talking about some of the other songs on the album, maybe they weren't necessarily official singles. But there still were some other really big songs on the album. Specifically, Santa Can't You Hear Me which was a duet with Kelly and Ariana Grande, who were just coming off of being on The Voice together. Ariana had a very successful first go-round on the show with Kelly also there as well. And it actually was the last time either one of them were on the show, at least as of the recording of this episode. So they drop a great season of The Voice. They drop an awesome song on this album, and then poof, they're gone. They dropped the mic and left. Now, Santa Can't You Hear Me, an excellent song, a very big favorite among the fans. And then you've got kind of the dark horse favorite in Glow, which has another feature on it. This one from an amazing country superstar, Chris Stapleton, who is undoubtedly one of the top male vocalists in country music. And who does he decide to do a Christmas song with? Kelly frickin Clarkson. How about it? And they actually went out and put out a really good song. Now, I have been on the record in the past. There is evidence in the past that shows that I was a little ho-hum on this song. And that's fine. I'm still a little ho-hum on the song. But a ho-hum song on this album is much better than any ho-hum song that I think of from Thankful. So, there's that. Zing. I know. I know. And then, can we just talk about what many people... Okay, I can't say many, but I thought I saw a couple people saw where they called it the new sober, and that was the song Blessed, and I think that if you were to look at our last couple of fantasy drafts that we have on this podcast, Blessed is generally the first song taken from this album because it is so good, and it's taken very quickly within the first few rounds of our draft which shows me that isn't a very impressive and very important song to the fandom so thankful yes has some very iconic songs some of the most iconic songs of kelly's entire career but there are also some very strong fan favorites on when christmas comes around
0: all right that's fair now let's talk a little bit about the sound and genres Mm -hmm. um that are on both albums so i'm thankful let's backtrack a little bit american idol i thought did and i think we can all agree did a really good job at showcasing all the different genres that kelly could do Mm -hmm. so as viewers a lot of the fans knew that she can cover r&b uh a ballad big band country you name it Mm -hmm. so we really didn't know what kind of album we were going to get from her, and I feel like we got a decent mixed bag. Now, I will say this album definitely strays a lot on the pop R&B side. And that's a lot of what she did on, on Idol. But I will say there is definitely, there is a little bit of an eclectic bag here. Mm-hmm. You got your Miss Independence, which is your pop rock anthem. Um, you got Low, still also a bit of the pop rock anthem. You have some – and same with – even though I know you don't like it, a lot of people do, you thought wrong. And at the time, a Tamira Gray, a top four, and, a, and the winner of Idol, come, like, collaborating on a song together, that's American Idol gold. And it's such a – it's a strong anthem. You also have a lot of slower, crooner R&B kind of songs like What's Up Lonely, Some Kind of Miracle, Beautiful Disaster – And you have a couple songs directly from the show that people already knew and people were anticipating. A moment like this and Before Your Love. You can also argue that you have a little bit of country influence on this album with maybe Beautiful Disaster, but definitely Just Missed the Train. And I will say that I think it was the smart move to go in this more pop R&B route, with a little bit of the pop rock in there as well, because it's what was successful at the time. You know, you see people like pink and Avril Lavigne and Michelle branch who were really dominating the pop rock lane. So why not bring in a little Kelly there as well to mix it up. And as far as some of the R and B stuff goes, um, you know, destiny's child was still around Alicia Keys, Kelly Rowland solo, probably a lot more R and B people. I'm not thinking of off the top of my head, but In 2003, it was still very relevant. So I think they did a great job at showcasing what kind of genres the general public are going to want to see. And it wasn't so crazy when to have this followed by Breakaway. I think this was a nice transition into the Breakaway phase. Not to get too ahead of myself, but I think they did a good job placing her in a genre. And it, it, it fit her well.
1: So, if you're going to be able to call out uh, another album in your argument, then I would also like to call out um, Wrapped in Red, which was Kelly's first Christmas album. And kind of the whole reason why she was even able to make When Christmas Comes Around was because of the success of Wrapped in Red. In fact, Wrapped in Red is considered by Billboard to be the best Christmas album of the new century. And... That gave her license to pretty much do whatever she wanted on her next Christmas album. And when you talk about genres, even though it's a Christmas album, there are still plenty of different genres that you can sample throughout this entire album. Of course, you've got the pop stuff like uh, Christmas Isn't Cancelled. You've got country with glow. And then you've just got straight up. I mean, I, I don't know if I want to call holiday music or Christmas music its own, own genre, but I mean, it kind of is. Classics? Yeah, yes. I mean, you've got some holiday classics, some standards uh, on here with, you know, All I Want for Christmas is You, although that's, I mean, sort of a newer standard because the song is not terribly old, but you've also got Jingle Bell Rock, you've got Santa Baby, and then you also add on a couple of newer soul-type songs, some R&B on here as well, there's a lot of different genres that Kelly can dip her toes into and can still make it Christmas. And I think that this album really shows that she is very versatile in the styles of music that she can sing. She doesn't have to be pigeonholed into one kind of music on an album. And so I think that's one of the reasons why, even though pretty much every everywhere you go, everybody always just categorizes Kelly as pop. It's kind of hard to do that because she doesn't necessarily stay in that lane when it comes to an album like When Christmas Comes Around and pretty much any other album that she does. She's always sort of leaning in a couple of different directions when it comes to her different genres. I think that this is a great example of her versatility when she can peek into different genres of music. And yet at the same time, it's a lot more difficult to do this when you're also having to do this and make it a country or excuse me, a Christmas album. So extra style points to her for being able to do and pull that off.
0: All right. We've both made some, some uh, points here. (laughs) Um, I think the next thing I want to talk about briefly is the writers and producers on each of the albums Mm -hmm. and how much credibility that gives. So, Thankful has a lot of very notable people on here, so Kelly, for a for a debut artist to write on their debut album, it's not that common, but Kelly did write on The Trouble With Love Is, so that, I think, is a huge win. Some other people that were included in this album, Miss Independent, was also written by Kelly, which is insane because... I mean, listen, for those of you who don't know, songwriting is a very... If you can if you can write a hit song, you can do very well financially. So this was a very good thing for Kelly. Also on here was Christina Aguilera, as I mentioned earlier. So obviously like a huge name. We also have Rhett Lawrence, who wrote and produced this song. Rhett Lawrence... If you don't know who he is, he produced some incredible, iconic songs, including Vision of Love by Mariah Carey. Just saying. Huge, huge song. Some other people that we had on here, uh Cliff Magnus, who uh, produced a lot of stuff on Avril Levine's debut album, Let Go, he, were, he produced Low. He also produced Just Missed the Train. Fun fact, which I did not know, which I wish we brought up to Jesse. That Diane Warren wrote Some Kind of Miracle, Mm -hmm. and I did not even think to mention that to her, but that's a huge name, huge, credible name. We also have the iconic babyface who wrote and produced on You Thought Wrong and on Thankful, and we also have Desmond Child who worked on Before Your Love, and we have Sam Waters from Call Me Bad who worked on Anytime. Those are just a couple people. So- for a debut artist that no one really knew, they only knew were from a talent show, those are some solid names behind her.
1: So for when Christmas comes around, I I can't come on here and say, Oh yeah, we've got some really big name producers that are renowned in and around the music world. I mean, I'm sure that they are very well respected, but definitely don't have the the acumen like a Diane Warren or a babyface or whomever. But they're names that we know and love very well. And names like Jason Halbert, who is all over this album. This is the first album that gets partially recorded or the better part of gets recorded on the same soundstage or in the same building that Kelly does the Kelly Clarkson show. So she's got some of her core people that are making the talk show sound so great right there with her making a new album sound really great. Even if it is a Christmas album, you've also got another name that I think a lot of us are going to be hearing about over the course of the next few months. And it was something that Jesse talked about in uh, her interview with us. And that is Jesse Shatkin, who is also uh, the co-producer of Kelly's new album. That's coming out uh, in 2023. Jesse also produced a bunch of the songs on when Christmas comes around and then you've got other names that we know pretty well. I don't know if you guys have heard of this Aben Eubanks guy. He's kind of an <laughs> up and comer uh, in the producing world, but nonetheless produced one of the big duets, which was one of the standalone singles that was released uh, prior to the release of this album. That was the Under the Mistletoe with Brett Eldridge. Uh, Aben was the producer or the co producer on that with Jesse Shatkin. So I feel like that song was in pretty good hands. So I'm not super concerned about the production credits on here uh, with with Christmas comes around, because this is really the people that know her best. They know how to produce Kelly. You know, one of the things I think that thankful doesn't have going for it is that Kelly was even though she was an American Idol winner and, you know, a, a household name at that point, she was still very much an unknown entity when it came to recorded music. So they had lots of different producers and writers that they threw at her. But by this point, nearly 20 years later, the people who know her best and know how to make her sound her best are the ones who are behind the dials of the album. And quite honestly, I don't know if you can ask for a much better production team than to have people like uh, Jason and Jesse uh, Shatkin, that is uh, not Collins, but Jesse uh, Shatkin and Jason Halbert behind the scenes producing this album, as well as some other really, really talented people.
0: So the next thing I think we can talk about briefly is chart performance and how mm. well these albums did. Now, Thankful debuted at number one on the Billboard Hot 100, which um, that's incredible. That's incredible for any artist, no matter how long you've been around. But it's also – and it was also – I mean, there were still CDs, but it was also a bit of the Napster age where a lot of people were just – or LimeWire, whatever you want to use. Um, a lot of people were downloading things illegally. So pretty incredible still for an unknown person to debut at number one for a debut album. And it also has some pretty incredible certifications. It has gone – Two times platinum, so over 2 million sold in the U.S. And has sold over 100,000 in the U.K. and Canada and Japan. So I think that is pretty impressive in a day and age when... Even though it was still way before streaming, it was still in the illegal downloads uh, time period. So a lot of people weren't buying albums.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard to... It's hard to compare your album to my album because the music landscape really changed from 2003 to 2021. People are not buying physical copies of the actual albums anymore. And really, the only people who are are the true hardcore fans. Um, I mean, look, where did this album go? It did go number one. It was the number one holiday album for the year. So it was a number one album. Now, did it go platinum or anything? No, of course not. Because this day and age, it is a lot harder to go platinum or even gold for that matter. And so I can't really make a strong argument for the album sales for this particular album. But at the same time, I don't think that that was their goal. They weren't setting out to have a Christmas album that, you know, millions and millions of people were going to buy and add to their homes as part of the holiday season. Uh, Either way though, it was very well received. And that I think is what is most important. And again, a very courageous album to make. Not everybody's going out and making really heartfelt and, I mean, if we can be honest with ourselves, sad Christmas music. So for someone who's trying something a little bit different, I think that she really knocked it out of the park with a very unique and different kind of Christmas album. Uh, Was it an absolute over-the-top smash hit? No, but at the same time, we weren't worried about it being an over-the-top smash hit. And so I think it stands on its own and I'll still take That number one for the top holiday albums in the United States.
0: All right. So next, I would like to talk about album artwork and maybe some photo shoot stuff. Okay. I think that this album, while the album cover itself is nothing incredible or spectacular, she just, you know, she's with her little white sweater And her streaky hair. I think that looking back, this is so pinnacle 2000s, pinnacle early 2000s. And this album cover and this album photo shoot is constantly revisited on BuzzFeed articles to this day. Anytime you see any sort of 2000s wrap up thing, you are constantly, they're constantly mentioning highlights streaky highlights and what do they do they always refer back to Kelly Clarkson in 2002 and 2003 often this album cover and even if it's a joke I still think that any publicity can be good publicity and I think it is an iconic album cover and we can all laugh about it Kelly included
1: uh, when it comes to the album artwork for when Christmas comes around this was definitely a uh, a bold statements. again you know much how like the album itself is not your stereotypical <clears throat> christmas album with songs about santa and eggnog and such uh this is a, a bit of a heavier album and so we get a bit more of a serious i would even say classy packaging for this album uh kelly is in a really really beautiful uh purple dress uh she's got long flowy, curly hair, free of any kind of streaks, uh, any kind of weird, chunky highlights of any kind. It's just a great, beautiful-looking natural color. She's got bright red lipstick on, which, you know, the more I think about it, you know, maybe, eh, it's probably not a nod to Wrapped in Red, but I, in my mind, I'm going to say that it's a slight wink and a nod to her previous Christmas album to keep a little bit of red Uh, in the holiday season on this second go-round. But I think it's a very classy-looking album cover. It's maybe not the color palette that I would have chosen. The the purple dress with this sort of beige-tan curtains in the background doesn't exactly pop right off of the record store shelf. But at the same time, that's not what this album was meant to do. This album has a different kind of a tone to it. So even the colors are a little bit more muted as well. But again, I will always lean on the fact that this is a very classy looking album cover. Uh, You know, she looks very 1940s, 1950s movie starlet, even with the photo that's inside the album jacket. You know, she's got the fur coat and uh, the sort of sheer dress. And she's just looking very classic, uh, which is a, a great look for her. And then, you know, she's also got that uh, that big sort of black number uh, with the, the plunging neckline and the big frilly, foofy, I don't know the name of clothing kind of uh, frills on top. Uh, again, very classic looking. It's kind of like an old fashioned Christmas album when everything wasn't necessarily happy, so to speak. Uh, so I think this is a very appropriate looking look for this album even though it may not be the most striking and it, it's not going to end up on any kind of a buzzfeed list for its glamor. Uh, but it is definitely one that gives you an idea of the sound and the tone that you're going to get from this particular album.
0: Okay. Those are our arguments. We're going to make our closing statements, each of us for why you should vote for our album and why it is superior. So, I had thankful. I think thankful is a superior album because it was her debut album right off the heels of American Idol. And it was a such a smash success. You had songs like Miss Independent, Low, The Trouble with Love Is, A Moment Like This, songs that the general public knows, not just the super fans. You've had some incredible people behind it working on it, including Christina Aguilera, Babyface, Diane Warren, which is awesome for a debut album. And I think the different kinds of songs that are on the album kind of gave her some flexibility. Um, You have some straight ballads, you have pop rock anthems, you have some more soulful, some more country influence. I think a lot of it was representative of what she did on American Idol. And it did give her a lot of flexibility for the rest of her career where us fans were comfortable with her mix and matching all different kinds of genres that she wanted to do. I think this album and its artwork and the cover is very pinnacle two thousands and it will always be probably one of the strongest debut albums from a pop singer that there is.
1: When Christmas comes around is a very unique Holiday album. It's not necessarily one that you're going to put on at your party. Uh, it might be one that you listen to when you're home, you know, just either by yourself or maybe relaxing with the family. You want to have some kind of holiday flair on there. But this is a Christmas album that has been made by a grown ass woman. This is a woman who had something to say. She had feelings that she needed to get out. And she chose the avenue of a holiday album to do it. So she is delicately balancing cheerful holiday with sadness in my life. And I think that she did it masterfully with this album. Are there a lot of big, giant, memorable singles? No. But there are songs on here that people deeply love. Songs like Santa Can't You Hear Me. People absolutely loved that duet together. There were Ariana Grande fans and Kelly Clarkson fans who were coming together and saying, our girls sound great together. They were loving that song and that duet. And then you've got massive names like Chris Stapleton and you've got Brett Eldridge on this album, giving it a little bit of extra country flair. So again, going back to the argument about the multi-genre ability of Kelly. You have... Wonderful standards, songs like Santa Baby, Jingle Bell Rock, that are just excellent additions to some of the other standards that we got on the previous Christmas album. And then you've got some really excellent originals. I haven't even brought up Christmas Eve, which I think is probably the closest sounding song to Underneath the Tree of any other Christmas song that she's done. It's another one of those wall of sound type songs that just wraps its arms around you and gives you a big Christmas hug. And it's the last song on the album. There's so much more above it. And again, blessed one of the best songs that Kelly has written in years, beautifully produced by Jason. It is easily one of my favorite songs on this entire album. And again, a very, very personal song. So you've got elements in this album that she would normally save for a proper standard record. And then you tie in the holiday season with it as well. You've got upbeat. You've got more introspective songs on here. It is all around a really wonderful album. And if you're going to pair it with Wrapped in Red, it's kind of like two entirely different sides of the coin. But nonetheless, it is still an excellent Kelly Clarkson album and I think a much superior album to Thankful.
0: All right, guys, you heard it here. So please online on Twitter, we'll do Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'll have stuff going everywhere. Let us know which album you think is superior, Thankful or When Christmas Comes Around, but not just What's Your Favorite. You can have that in mind, but also have in mind our debate today and the points that each of us have brought up um and we will reveal the results on next week's show mm-hmm. and uh thanks for voting guys this is why voting matters voting matters everyone
1: and we'll have to see you know if if this whole format works I don't or not know. you know we we uh <laughs> We had zero preparation and, you know, sort of in the middle there, you know, we both sort of started to lean on some other notes that we have laying around because we we don't keep all of this information in our head. We obviously uh, have places to pull from for for more additional information, but it's only just there to boister our arguments for our particular albums. Yeah. And it's and it's funny because it's actually hard to argue For a particular album over another one, because I mean, yeah, sure. I have favorites and I, you know, quite honestly, you know, I would probably say, you know, that I would pick thankful over when Christmas comes around. But for obvious reasons, you know, I'm not going to even though I absolutely love Christmas music, I'm not going to be listening to it all throughout the year. Although this is pretty much around the time when I start, Um, I would still probably pick, you know, thankful over that because it does. It has absolutely iconic Singles on it. I mean, hell, we named our podcast after one of the songs <laughs> on the st- album. <laughs>
0: I had to stop. I, you're not going to be hearing this because Jeremy's going to edit it out. But I originally said "missing a podcast" instead of "missing independent So there you <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah. All right, guys. So yes, please vote. And uh yeah, that's really it. um As always, you can find us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at missing a podcast. If you listen on Apple, please leave us a rating and review. And if you listen on the Spotify app specifically, you can also leave us a rating there as well. We're going to be back next week with a game, game episode, ga- game show mm-hmm. that you heard a preview of a bit in one in our I th- one of our more recent roundtable episodes. I think it was the last one we did. Mm-hmm. One of the last ones. No, it was back. Yeah. It may have been back in May.
1: Well, we well we've done it in our in our roundtables.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think we did it round table number. Four? i'm not yeah, sure the number the doesn't, number really doesn't matter. matter it is our kel yes kel no episode and which was inspired i think from a taylor swift podcast is that correct
1: yeah i might have slightly stolen the idea from i think they do tay yes or tay oh, no we're giving, or, them, uh, we're giving uh,
0: them credit now so thank you yeah. to whatever your podcast is called um for this idea the only,
1: it's the only time we're giving them credit all right that's yeah. all you get
0: yeah so we're gonna be, we're gonna be back next week with that for a Kelly yes, Kel no. That is basically a game where we give hypothetical Kelly scenarios, and if you agree or you like it, you say Kel yes, and you explain. If you don't, Kel no. It's pretty simple like that. So we're gonna have a couple of guests on to do this game with us.
1: Yeah, looking forward to that. And going back to uh, Pam's plea for uh, people to go on and rate us on the various uh, podcast platforms. We're still looking to try to make it to 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Last time I checked, we were still kind of mired in the uh, upper 70s. So if you haven't yet, we would love it if you could take just a moment or two out of your day. Even if you just give us a star ranking, you don't even have to necessarily write a review, but we would love it if you did. Uh, Even if you just want to say a sentence or two about the podcast, uh, episodes that you've liked, whether or not you know it, you feel like it's worth the time that you're taking to listen to the episodes. Uh, we're just looking to kind of bolster the reviews. We want you to be honest, so if you're not feeling it and you're about to move on to some other kind of a podcast, let us know. We're not necessarily trolling for just good reviews. We want you to tell us, what you really think about missing the podcast but we hope that it's going to be hope it's a nice. good review like please be yes, please of course. please be kind <laughs> whatever you we do
0: have, just be kind <laughs>
1: We have fragile
0: egos We do Anyway I'm just kidding Yes Anyway that about wraps it up today we hope you enjoyed this episode if you if it didn't fly just let us know we'd want yeah. to try something new we have no idea if it's going to work or not but Anyway, hope you guys have a great rest of your week and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye, guys. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Indie Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to missindypodcast at gmail.com.